Okay, so let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about me. Oh, okay. Hope started there. Yeah, so we missed we missed last week, and the bet that was on the table was that it was going to be either you guys were in favor of Golden State taking yes. a 2-0 lead, and I was in favor of taking a 1-1. We didn't bet any financials on it. It did end up being a 1-1, but now we are here a week later, and now it's 2-2. So we're going into this week. We're recording on Monday, of course, so the Game 5 is tonight. It's a 2-2 split, the best of three series. And this is what we want. I mean, when it comes to playoffs in general, but definitely the NBA Finals, um, you know, this is what you want. You want to see the games go to six or seven. You don't want to see a five-game series. So we'll be talking about that this episode. I think we might be talking about a little bit of trade talk. There was a minor trade today, and I know Chris was perusing around on some potential future trades. Um, And then, of course, if we have time, we'll talk about one of the weirdest analysts there are out there and his controversial takes that he likes to toss out once in a while. Nick Wrong. I mean, Nick Wright of Fox Sports. But with that, boys, how you doing this week? Future, I mean, Chris, how you doing? Uh, we're not too bad getting over some fucking food poisoning. So that's about it. It was a wild ride over the weekend. Just, man, I never, like... Bro, I've been sick, like blue sick, and I did I didn't feel like that bad, like at times. Like I was literally telling C, like I pulled you, and like I'm in the fucking shower, just. Dead. I <laughs> at one point I literally fell asleep in the shower, probably forty five minutes. Water it's on, it's relaxing. Water, right? water it's relaxing. on, like running, like like dog, like laying on the ground, like on the floor of the shower, just. And then I woke up bath mat soaked because at some point I guess I must have laid on the fucking drain. So it flowed out into the, but you know, I got that's what the center drains for. Yeah. But yeah, if somebody would have walked in, I probably would have thought I was dead. Oh, that's, <laughs> so, ter- that's terrifying. I know. <laughs> like it's, but I woke up. I was like, well, huh? yeah. yeah. Other than Did that, you we have do pizza it. from Utah by any chance? Pizza <laughs> from Utah? No, I was just oh, oh. fucking Some the last time English. having Osmos. You know, Raptors need to drop them as a sponsor. Pick up disease. Somebody else. Wow. I don't know. Wow. Uh, uh, just throwing shade early on in the podcast I'm throwing super shade Always. early on what about you see how have you been these past two weeks uh, have you been taking any uh lying down showers or are you just a stand-up guy no just standing up as usual okay living yeah, a normal life here i don't know if it's yeah. different over there but no i've been chilling that just watching the games uh putting down some bets which i keep losing so it's always yeah. nice um Shout out to Jason Tatum not touching the ball the last two minutes of the game when I needed him to score two more points, but that's all right. We're going to get to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always uh, always one leg too, right? Just enough to keep you addicted, but not enough to make you win to retire. So that's how it, that's how it goes. But yeah, like you mentioned, like been watching basketball. It's been unreal. I've been like enjoying the competitive back and forth between, um, you know, Boston's best and Golden State's best, which is basically just... Steph Curry and obviously watching the drama that is Draymond Green I mean uh, like I want to know Chris what are your thoughts on just Draymond Green's performance in general and how he's been kind of acting off the floor 
Bro. <sighs> Normally, Draymond can, like, talk the talk, walk the walk, but for whatever it's fucking been this series, man, this guy, he's been coming in with that, I know you like a dog, the dog mentality. He's got the dog mentality, but yeah. he's got the chihuahua mentality, bro. This guy is just bark, 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 bark. But then when you need the guy to step up, nothing. Bro, like, lost a bet the other day because the guy couldn't score over four points. You're a professional basketball player, a starter, a starter for a team. And you're telling me you can't score more than four points? Mm-hmm. What the fuck Yeah, is what that? was it? Game three, he had more personal fouls than he had actual points. He had two points, and obviously he fouled out. Yeah. It's like, bro, what are you doing? Uh, but man, just just to say, I'm like I, I'm set a loss for words for this guy's performance. Like, and again, going back to the betting thing, it's like I feel like I want to now bet on Draymond because you're like, hey, maybe the guy's finally listening to all the shit that's been talked about him, all the criticism, and maybe he's gonna have a good game. But then again, he could Draymond, and he's gonna finish with like four or five and two. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like in a betting perspective, I don't trust him to score points. I mean, I think no. we were talking before, and Steve actually said his line for this game five was set at seven and a half. That's I think good. that's way. I think that's way too high. I mean, last game I took his assists and rebounds because if I'm looking at Draymond, that's what I expect him to do. I don't even expect him to put up five points. Should he no. be able to put up five points? Yes, he should definitely be able to put up five points. But uh, just in terms of the offense, not so much defense, because he he always seems engaged in the defense. But in my opinion, from what I've seen, especially in fourth quarters, he looks very disengaged on the offense. He doesn't look to be trying to get himself involved, and maybe that's because he hasn't been shooting well. But, Steve Ash, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on Draymond and his lack of performance in the in the NBA Finals so far? I think with Draymond, what we're seeing is a player who can bring a lot onto the court, but of course he can be ran off the court if by any chance he isn't um, able to score. That's the thing with the Celtics right now. They're just sagging off of him. Uh, last game, I saw way too many positions where he was in the corner and they were just leaving him and they were sitting in the paint. So having Marcus Smart guard him allows the Celtics to be able to play off of him and get defensive plays and bother guys who are going to the basket mm-hmm. and that's one of the big reasons why steve Kerr took him off the floor in the fourth quarter and i believe they went on an eight and all run in that time span with mm-hmm. uh kimon looney as a center and steph jordan Poole, wiggins and clay on the court along with him so in general i like what he's doing off the court i don't care for it. i think it's entertaining a lot of people don't like him Mm-hmm. uh podcasting i love there's a meme going around on twitter where it's the halftime and somebody posts a picture of him with the mic and he's like the clip's already up with his halftime reaction that one already always makes me laugh but <laughs> on the court i just think maybe he needs to put his ego down a little bit just look for, for the team to win and if they're guarding him that way either make an adjustment or just accept that you're gonna have to play less minutes so they can get something better and Dre is a professional. Like you said, like he got benched in the third quarter, but he is a professional. He knows that that was the best decision, and he acknowledged that on his podcast that Steve Kerr benching him was the best decision for them to win, and they did win that game. Um, and it's funny because I was thinking about this as I was watching game four, and I was reflecting on our pre-analysis of this series, 
I mentioned Marcus Smart being the most important player for this series, but you both had mentioned Draymond being the most important player. And remember, there's a difference between best player and most important player. The important player dictates whether you win or you lose a series or a game. We saw that a couple of years ago when Draymond got, got you know, ejected. Um, he got his two texts, and then I don't even think he was allowed to come back for, you know, the second game or whatever. Um, that was major for the Golden State Warriors, and they ended up losing that series. This could also be the same thing. People are, you know, people, the talking heads are talking about how um, if you don't lock in, if you don't, you know, focus on the game rather than focus on your podcast, then you might blow the series once again for the Golden State Warriors. Now, Siavash, I know you just said you don't mind him doing the podcast, but Chris, what are your thoughts? Do you think he should just hang up the mic until the end of the series and then get back to it? Or, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, again, like I'm, I'm never going to be the person to come after like an NBA player, you know, especially when we've had issues with like hard and clubbing people going out, people doing things that they enjoy. Like, yes, basketball is their job, but like these other things like that they like to do for entertainment. I don't think that like any of them should be like penalized for some stuff, but yeah, maybe during the, you know, it's, it's the NBA finals, like. Maybe just kind of put it on pause or just like yeah. go on a little high. Even if you made a quick like post for the pod, just be like, hey, we're just going to go on hiatus just till this series is kind of done because like we're playing more frequently. Like I need to be dialed in, like yada, yada, yada. Absolutely. Like go ahead and do that. But like, yeah, I think maybe just, just tell the people, just I'm going to put it on pause real quick just so I can focus on this kind of thing. So I'm not saying it's a distraction. But if now people are coming at him and being like, well, this potentially is a distraction. This is why you're playing the way you're playing, because you're focused on this and not focused on basketball. Then it just kind of gives people like one less reason to like criticize his game, you know? Don't give people a reason to point your performance or your team's performance mm-hmm. on anything besides what you do on the court. And now, like you said, I think now is a perfect time for him to do that. This is a best of three series now. The, mm-hmm. ne- the, the first team to win two games wins the title. It's not the best of seven anymore. It's the best of three. So I think for him to kind of make that notice and say, yeah, I'm just going to go on a hiatus until like, this is the last week. Like if it goes to game seven, it's Saturday. So just say like, I will record the next episode on Sunday. Give me this one week off. Um, Again, I don't, I don't think he should be penalized or criticized or anything for it. But I think at some point it's like, okay, let's lock in. This is the best of three. Like, I don't agree with it, but, like, people are going to start to talk about this as being a legacy-defining moment. Unless, again, like, I don't know the ins and outs of his podcast. Unless he has some, like, contractual, like, things with, like, businesses and stuff where, like, you have to do so many or yada, 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 then that's the thing. But if there's none of that, then, yeah, exactly. Do exactly what you said. Exactly what you said. Just say I'm I'm going on a break. I don't think there's a contractual obligation, but I do think... um, like I think I he I think he's with uh I think he signs with ESPN but see if I correct me if I'm wrong Volume Sports I think he's under which is Colin Cowherd's um brand or whatever but um I did see you shaking your head over there Seavash do you want to toss one more comment in before we move on Yeah for sure uh in my opinion this guy's not doing like a movie right now he's just grabbing the mic sitting in front of a webcam and or a hmm. camera. And he's talking for, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour, as he does every 
game or before or after with the press. I don't think he's sitting there editing it and then uh, uploading it and then he's sharing it. He's just kind of like just sitting it and, and filming and going from there. So we always talk about these players doing these different things like Damian Lillard rapping or these other guys doing things off the court. But we got to look at, man, these guys get the same 24 hours we get. How much of their time do you want them to be in the gym? We all are in the gym. Like, we all go work out. How many hours can you work out a day? How many hours like, can you watch film? How more. many hours can you be... More. Yeah. It's Kobe. No, more I like hours. that. But, <laughs> like, but at the same time, we got to be realistic, right? And we talk yeah. about the fans getting at him about this stuff. I think at the end of the day, the fans are going to fan. Mm-hmm. As they did with Michael Jordan, if you guys remember the, of course, Chris hasn't watched it, but if you've seen the Last Dance documentary, there is a part about how yeah. he got so much criticism for going to Atlantic City after losing to the Knicks in, I believe, the 92 or 93 playoffs. Vince Carter going to his graduation during the Raptors playoffs got a lot of flack for that, you know? Yeah, like, how do you want these guys to live? Like, the Steph Curry doesn't post a podcast, doesn't rap, but I bet you he's spending a lot of his time golfing or hanging out with his family. You get Actually, certain things to do. I'm going to look into this, but I swear to God, I heard it on the radio yesterday that he's producing this new Muppets show, like that Holy Moly show. Like, he's a executive Steph. producer on it. Steph, yeah. And I was like, ain't no way. But that's something, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. I don't know if he's there after finals games watching the not, production. But... Yeah, <laughs> but still, it's a weird thing. Okay, so that is the kind of the Draymond. I don't want to call it a fiasco, but the situation that has been happening. It's kind of been the main topic of conversation with this series. But aside from stuff off the court, let's actually talk about what's happening on the court, the performances, um, the different players going off. And, uh, Chris, I'll let you start. Steph Curry dropping 40 in Game 4. What are your thoughts on that? And, you know, just talk about uh, what you've seen so far in these past four games between both Golden State and Boston. Honestly, uh, going back, like, watching that game, like, I didn't get a chance to watch, like, the whole game. So I was just going through, like, the game recap and just doing this. Um, but, uh, obviously, you know, Curry, Curry's going to do that. Curry... It does have the ability to go off when needed. But again, I feel like that highly um, depends on if he's hitting those threes or not. And, you know, this man was hitting his shots. This guy was creating, like, shot opportunities, looking at, like, the rest of the line, you know. Got touches to... to... Sorry, my eyes just fell on Draymond's stat line. Uh. <laughs> 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 but yeah, just like looking at like zero, zero. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, the Tony God. Snell line. Like, oh, God, this guy. <laughs> but no, like Steph, Steph's got the ability to take over, and Steph is one of those players that is going to take over a game like when needed, or at least do his damnedest to, to do what he needs to do. Um, with that being said, though, you know, Boston did have like a ton of turnovers and like yeah a lot of key turnovers dude i got looking at the stats comparable you know 16 15 for each team but going back and looking at some of them like they're just easy points that they were given up to and they almost kind of like outplayed themselves a little bit here and there but you know i'm excited to see how curry's gonna go off in like tonight's game you know they're they're back right back now in golden state Yep. Yeah, so it's two games, Golden State, then back to Boston. Is that how it is? 
Uh, one, one Golden one, State. One, one, one. And one Golden State. And then yeah. one Golden State. Ah, dang. It would have been nice for them to win in. Actually, no, it'll be nice when they win in Boston game six. So it doesn't really matter. So, get them Boston fans out of there. Yeah, get the well, that's it. You, you mentioned game six, and you know, there's a certain player that hasn't been really that game six. Clay, he's coming exactly. There is one player that does perform usually well in game six. But Steve Ash, I'll let you talk about Clay Thompson and what you've seen um, him do so far in these four games and what you expect, I guess, in these next two or three. I think Clay has done what he can in this stretch, and I mean, in Game Four, his defensive effort was really impressive. Just to see him stop or at least slow down guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Uh, in case of his offense, he's being guarded the same way that Max Struess was being guarded in the Miami series. He's just always going to have a body on him. They're not going to help off of him because they know if they do, he's going to rain down the threes and get the lead up. So. In case of Clay Zephyr, I think he's not great. I'm not going to look at the stat line too much. Uh, he did have a good game. I believe it was game two. But outside of that, I think I'm just going to, you know, let Clay be Clay and more focus on what we can, what they can do with the other pieces. I mm-hmm. almost said what we can do because I'm rooting for Golden State so much. But I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible in this case. Mm-hmm. Now, one guy that you know, we kind of recognized in the last series, um, but we didn't really focus on him, you know, making that big of an impact, whether it was because we just thought it was a matchup thing or, or whatnot, is the Canadian boy, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins collected 16 rebounds last game, which is super impressive. He's been, mm-hmm. I would say, more impactful uh, than a Clay Thompson, but I've been super impressed just watching him both on defense, um, you know, and on offense as well, being able to contribute and knock down a three. I think, um, you know, a narrative about Andrew Wiggins um, in his career prior to coming to Golden State um, was that he just didn't care, that the effort wasn't there, that he enjoyed the life of being a basketball player more than being an actual basketball player. Um, But I think, you know, there's certain teams or certain systems that any player can join. I think of the San Antonio Spurs for a long time and probably still, uh, but that 20-year period in the 2000s, going to the San Antonio Spurs, going to the Miami Heat, going into that system, um, they have an identity. They know who they are, what they are. And you can bring in a troubled, I'm not saying he's troubled, but a troubled or not caring player and kind of groom them to be someone that fits your system and molds your system well. And I think the best thing for Andrew Wiggins' career was going to Golden State. I've just been super impressed. Yeah, he's a troubled like he's a troubled kid. It's like no, um, it's no, he's not. Player. Yeah, no. not like that. Um, but I, okay, so we've talked about three Golden State players. I want to talk about the Boston side as well. So um, let's try to go beyond Game Four. Um, but Siavash, I want to hear your thoughts on some of the Boston players. There's one guy that stuck out in my mind. Um, that I don't want to say he's been surprising because he's done well so far in the playoffs, but he's really shown up when Boston needs him. But I'll let you talk on Boston first, Siavash. I think if you were to say the next two games, Boston Celtics win, and you don't look at the stats for the next two games and you just consider the first four games, Mm -hmm. the guy that's been the most surprising is Jalen Brown. Mm -hmm. I think with him, of course, there was a lot of slander coming into the series with him not being able to dribble, him not being able to show up, but he's literally been the most valuable player for them. Without him, I do not think that they will be able to get those two wins out. 
Of course, Jason Tatum has not been the best. I would say he's had an underwhelming performance, but at the same time, with him being underwhelming, he's still done great. He's still yep. an impactful player on the court. We just want to see him do a little bit more. Uh, as I mentioned, he had 23 points in the, I believe, last game, and he did not touch the ball the last three minutes of the game. So mm-hmm. if you're a top five guy, if you're a guy who's going to make those impactful plays, they got to get you the ball and you got to do something in that situation. Yeah. In case yeah, of every, every other guy, I think Robert Williams has been great. Marcus Smart has been doing his thing. Al Horford, you go down the line, everybody has been as impressive as they have been the rest of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robert Williams does really well in this matchup, I find, because, of course, Golden State is going to shoot the three. Uh, but Boston has the best defense in the league. And once they close out that three, they force Golden State to go into the paint. And who's there in the paint? You know, the Time Lord tossing up four blocks a game. So he's been very impactful, um, especially with the injury that he's had. Um, Chris, I will let you talk on Boston as well now here. Um, you know, Sivash mentioned Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown really showing up. Uh, but who have you noticed? Who have you kind of uh, what What have you seen from the Boston side in the, in this Um, kind of just like to touch on that with Sivash said, like just going down like the Boston line. It's just yeah, you've had that surprising play from like Jalen Brown and whatnot, but you've also had like other players just doing their jobs, doing the things that they need to do. You know, you got Marcus Smart, you know, creating that pressure for those people. You know, um. And also, too, dropping points. Like, what What do you have last game? 24, not 24 points? Mm-hmm. Something like that. But like, game three. Game three, yeah. So he's been he's been productive. You've also had players like Derek White, too, like, showing up, too, and putting up points, like, when needed. Um, Big-time points, too. So I just think, like, the whole Boston squad, like you said, like, uh, there a second ago, best defensive team um, right now. All they have to keep doing is just closing out Golden State at that three, force them in the paint, and you've got the wall of Robin Williams there. And I, Golden State doesn't really have, like, a, a true big that can really, like, battle against them. Like, sure, Robin Williams is undersized, but he does play, like, a genuine big. And he mm-hmm. does bother, like, a lot of shots, does bother a lot of people, like, trying to box him out to get boards, get rebounds, and things like that. So, again... With that, Larry, we just said, I'm going to shout out again, Wiggins, for pulling down those 16 boards. Because yeah. yeah. that's a fight, man. That's a fight. 100%. 100%. So, honestly, even though, you know, again, I've showed my disdain for Boston. Like, this whole playoff run. both of the teams. Playoff both the teams runs, <laughs> I don't know. This whole playoff run. Um, if I was Larry just to stop watching basketball, like, today, and then just be like, yeah, like, we'll see who wins, like, I am getting a little more shaky thinking that, you know, Golden State is going to win in six. And it could easily, Boston could easily win. Because it's been really? such a back and forth. It's been such a, yeah, back and forth with both teams. Both teams showing, like, exactly, like, what they're, like, the best at. Yeah, for me, you mentioned it, uh, Derek White. Derek White, for me, has been the most surprising again. We've seen these flashes in the earlier, mm-hmm. um, in the earlier series. But he's been dropping, like, a couple 20-point games. Um, and that's been very important obviously on defense as well um, and his ability to play make I think we've talked about it before but you know it's difficult to make in-season trades and have them work out right away uh, because it's a player coming into a system and they have to adjust I think Derek White 
you know, was a fantastic trade for Boston. And at the right time, it's worked for them. Obviously, he came in in, what, February, March. But now we're into June. You know, playoffs was in, in May as well. And I think at the perfect time, he was clicking, working in the system um, very well. So you also mentioned, Chris, that you're kind of shaky on Golden State. You're shaky on Boston. You don't know which way it could go. I put out a tweet after game three or game, I think it was game three. From and your I sat there thinking, burner. No, from my account. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, um, Just double check. But um, I, uh, I, was, I sat there thinking, and of course my prediction was Boston in seven. Um, but I thought about it. Boston needs to win this game five tonight. They need to win tonight, Monday night, whenever you're hearing this on Wednesday. Obviously, the results will already be out, but this is why they need to win. You can't go back to Golden State on Game 7. Oh, you, you, you can't. can't. You cannot do that. If they do that, they've lost. Ooh. In my opinion, they've lost. Sure, you win games in Golden State. We've seen that already twice. In Game 7, against a team that's been there before, Steph Curry, Clay. we talk about Draymond. I, I bet you he's going to show up for Game 7 in Golden State if they get there. Steve Kerr knows what it takes, right? There's a, these other guys that have been in the system, these young guys that are hungry to win. I'm just saying in big moments, that's when you really show your nuts and you show who's the big dog, right? And Jason Tatum is that guy. Jalen Brown's been showing that he's a great Robin. But in Game 7 moments, in an away barn, with those rally towels going, everyone probably wearing a yellow shirt. That's going to be tough. So I really think Boston, if they have a chance to win the series, if they have a chance to win this title, they got to win game five. I think that can go the same for Golden State winning tonight's game for game five. I think if you go back to game six, if you're going back to Boston and the TD Garden is just booming and it's on fire with all the fans, you know, Everybody yelling, fuck Draymond, and all that kind of stuff. I wonder how that's going to look for them. How easy is it is is it for them to come out of that, right? I think that, again, this game five is definitely a pivotal game, of course. Mm -hmm. The next team, the team that wins it only needs one win. But yeah, I think in case of just the dynamic of the games that are left to be played here, I think it's definitely a must win for either team. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... Let's slide off of this, and we did mention him off the top. Sivash, go ahead and pull it up. Nick Wright has been doing his top 50 players of all time. Now, I already know who's number one for Nick Wright, just because he makes his bias very clear. However, there's been some very interesting selections and placements so far, and I think he's what? He's got only 12 left to do, the top 12 left to do. So pull up this pull up this list. Um, I think it was sent into the group. So Chris, if you want to pull it up as well, just so you yeah, have it on your phone. Pull it up right now. I have um, it on my screen right here. Sivash, I'm gonna let you just take it. Just just tackle this. Go ahead, because I know that you had said we gotta talk about this tomorrow. This is insane. So preach away, brother. Listen, we all have our opinions. Everybody has their opinions on different things. Listen, your opinion is your opinion, but I think sometimes you can tell somebody to shut the fuck up. I think in this case, look, Nick Wright knows that he's doing this for views. He knows that he's doing this to get the people rattled up, as these analysts do. He's not an actual analyst. He's not an actual reporter. Mm -hmm. 
He's one that is there to get you rattled up, similar to Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless doesn't do any reporting. He He's never a talking goes, head, oh, yeah. Exactly, talking head. He's never like, oh, I heard this seems about trade this guy, and it actually happens. He's the one that reacts to it and just says something to get you going. So, mm -hmm. looking at this list, I just think it's insane. I, I would, and this is where I'm going to say it's insane. At number 20, this gentleman has Luka Doncic. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you brought that one up because the first one. Oh, that stuck I didn't even see Luca on the list. And Luca, what? It was his fourth year in the league. You want to talk about potential? Potential is, you know, sure. it's, as, it's as vague as a lot of other things. So we're not going to bring that up into this, but he has him over Chris Paul, Kevin Garnett, David Robinson, John Stockton, James Harden, and the list goes on. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Kawhi, and Kawhi is at number 32, which, again, on its own, insane. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, it's just like, even if you look at the list of names I just read, James Harden not being as high as Luka, what has Luka done that outmatches James Harden? Of course, one can say he's performing the playoffs. Fair point. But James Harden is an MVP winner. I A couple scoring MVP, titles. Yeah, exactly. I would say MVP goes above performing the playoffs. We have known many players that perform in the playoffs. Like fucking Mozgov in 2016, he played, performed. <laughs> Is he higher than someone else? No. Yeah. We're not yeah. going to value it like that. Or Chris Paul being below Luka. That's to me. Listen, again, everybody has their opinion. But the reason some are wrong. I wanted to, <laughs> some are absolutely wrong. <laughs> One of the reasons I wanted to bring this up more so not because of just that point, but more so talking about the ranking of some of these players. Like, look, this gentleman has Kawhi below Walt Frazier. Mm -hmm. This I respect the legend. New York legend. Below right Patrick there. Ewing. Another New York legend, but it's just I just think the ranking is kind of all over the place. So I say we talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and let me, like, I'll toss it, I'll lob it up to Chris here first, but first of all, in general, it's very difficult to create, we talk, we've talked about top five, we talked about top ten on this uh, podcast just very loosely before, I've told people drunk at different restaurants that they're irrelevant for not agreeing with me, um, but especially for a top 50, that's very difficult, however, mm -hmm. like, the placement of some, you're right, uh, Sebash is very very questionable so chris um lobbing it up to you is there anything that sticks out to you or just any opinions that you have on this list so far um honestly like looking at some of this stuff like let me see here because like look at who he has man. at number 17 oh my god like carl never <laughs> you hate Kamala. <laughs> <You hate Kamala. laughs> so but yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm actually like going, going through this list. Like, I, I am shocked. Why do you have Kawhi at 32? You know, like two Finals MVPs. I think two Defensive Player of the Year, two championships. Obviously, <laughs> kind of impressive. I get he doesn't play a lot of games, but there's a lot of people in front of him that you're like, what? And okay, I'm gonna say this. I'm a big uh -oh. Carmelo fan. No, I'm a huge yeah, okay. Carmelo fan, okay. but I'm like, why do you have him at 49? Why is he there? Do you uh, mean he should be higher or should he not be on the list? No, he should uh, be higher. Think, uh, 
Ooh, okay. This is interesting. I'm, I'm a little, like I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn. Like again, because I do need to refresh some of like my basketball on some of like obviously like the older players and stuff like that. So like, I'd be a person who I'd want to go through like player by player, looking at stuff, kind of comparing with Mello. Listen, see, I know you're about to freak out, but when I first looked at it too, I didn't, I didn't say he wasn't on the list, but I thought, and I was like, is he on the list? Like, I, I, you know what I need to see? I need to see the next 50. No, I I just "Mm, want to hear, mm, mm, Chris, you haven't done your research, your first glance at this. Do you think Carmelo should be higher or lower? Uh, The Carmelo fan in here. The Carmelo fan in me, obviously, I want Melo higher. I love Melo. I would love Melo higher, but as an objective, again, yeah. But I'm like, if but, but if I Melo should be higher, mm-hmm. but then I, I don't know though, because then again, it's like I, I I don't know about like some of like these older sure. guys and like the older heads and like what the like the fuck they did, what they accomplished type of shit. Because then I look at like Carmelo, and like let me see what this guy do. Let me pull this up right now. I'm a lot of back to why see. Why you pulling it up? Why are you pulling it up? I'm with. You, I just want to see. I don't know. I just want to see. Yeah, like. 10-time NBA All-Star, two-time All-Second Team, third team. This is what okay. I'm going to say. Scoring this champion, say right here. rookie of the year. This is yeah, what I'm so- going to say right here, right here. Sidney Moncrief doesn't make I was- <laughs> Come on, man. Like, yeah. I Again, saw, like, yeah, who is that? That's the thing. Like, who who is Sidney Moncrief? That's why I'm like, for the buck. I, I want to look at these people because, like, is it, if this is a bum, like, <laughs> why why are you higher than Melo? But if you're yeah, actually Bum, good, that's a Bucks legend right there. Again, defensive guy, great player. But come on, man. Mello I use the, I use the term bum loosely because it's like you guys are all like the fifty, like your fifty best players like ever. So it's like obviously top ten, top fifteen, whatever. You guys go certify. You guys are like elite and like you're fifty. And then like at the lower end, the people are gonna oh these guys are bums compared to like that. But in actuality. They're not fucking bums. Like they're good. They're really fucking good. <laughs> even like, no, even I like a guy like, like Anthony this. Davis, I question his placement on the list. That's yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, is Melo like even? Listen, let's talk about Melo versus Luca. Like, I get it. Like, oh. neither of them have oh. won a title. But like, what are we? Like, what are we saying? <laughs> How, like again, potential is one thing, sure. But this is top fifty players of the last. 50 years like what what are we talking about you're telling me in four years you're able to put this guy at number 20 i don't know i don't know and i guess that's more of a conversation around luca but where's Jokic in this list if we're doing promises if we're doing uh i bet i bet you Jokic is probably in the top 12 Imagine that's, he's a known Jokic hater. No way he puts him in top two. If he doesn't put Jokic in in here, then he's crazy. And that's so, okay. potential, right? We're talking about potential as part of this. Mm-hmm. Jokic is a two-time MVP who's I think twenty-six years old. Mm-hmm. Like, do yeah. we not have bro? Look at this career. This guy is not jumping out of the court. This guy is not doing things that he's not going to be able to do ten years from now. And Look you can argue that this set. is going to. And you can argue that he's going to be one of the best centers of all time, just based on mm-hmm. how he plays his style game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Potential. What are we talking about here? So Potential you mentioned is like that... a promise from a drunk person. You can get your hopes <laughs> up, but it could just not happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you <laughs> talked about the next twelve. 
obviously there's certain guys that we know is going to be in there, but let's try to, to tap into Nick Wright's mind, as unfortunate as that is, and try to predict this, this next 12. So obviously we know, you know, there's going to be Kobe, there's going to be Shaq, there's going to be Mike, there's going to be Braun, right? There's mm-hmm. going to be Kareem, there's going to be Wilt, that's six. Do you have Tim Duncan on there? Tim Duncan will be in there, that's seven. You say Bill Russell already? Bill Russell, that's eight. Larry? Larry, that's nine. Magic, that's ten. Nah. So there's two more spots. Oscar Robertson, that's eleven. Probably. Isaiah Thomas? Oh no, it's already Isaiah's there. in there, yeah. Who's that last guy in that list? There's probably someone that I just like skimmed over. I bet you Is throw Andrew somebody. What's that? Is Andrew Bynum in there? No, I thought you, I thought you said Manu Ginobili. I was gonna say relax there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he did win a gold medal for the Argentinians. Yeah, he did That's for true. the Argentinians, you know. So come on, man. That's a uh, Chris. What did you say? Imagine he what? Imagine I was gonna say, man, he just throws like a fucking wrench in there, and he's like, oh, Damian Lillard, somebody like that. Oh, no, bro, I, the man that has the same amount of accolades since his sophomore season. I know, Steph. Oh, there we go. That's who it is. Yeah, I was going to say this. Yeah, I was going to say there's got to be like a new age player. Yeah. So that yeah, then that means Jokic is not in there, which again I think is. There's no, there's no way Jokic, yeah, would not. Like I, like I'm again, I'm, maybe it's because it's in yellow, but it is sticking out to me, Anthony Davis. I don't like I'm. Is Dwight Howard should Dwight Howard not be a bit higher than Anthony Davis? I think Absolutely. Dwight Howard should be higher than Anthony Davis. Absolutely. I think he's the top ten center of all. He time. didn't. He didn't even make what top seventy five, right? But he's making yeah, that. So did Anthony Davis though. make top seventy five? He did. Yep. No, he didn't. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, he God, did. Bro. What? And that was that was my big thing. Remember when we recorded that episode? Because I was going in, and you guys were giving me flack, and I was like, no, like Dwight Howard is Whoa. super super underrated. Like his resume is very impressive sure he fell off towards like the end of the year because like shit was going on whatever bounced from team to team to team but like whatever the first half of that resume impressive as fuck mm-hmm. like now I don't this know. is one thing i just want to say about this list you look at number 50 north king next yep. legend I just want to show you how stupid this list is because luca's at Uh-oh. number 20 with potential and a two-time MVP doesn't get to be the number 50 behind the guy who hasn't won MVP, who I will say I don't think deserves to be in the top 50 players. Bernard? Bernard King. I yeah. think that if you're going, if you got potential in there, hey, where's Jokic in that? He's already got two MVPs. I see it. If you're going off and that, accomplishments, where's Luka? That's a great argument because again, there he has to be talking about potential because again, and I'm glad that and you know, I'm glad that we're all being objective, you know, about Carmelo, about you know other guys and whatnot. But Chris, you're a big Luca guy. Tell me if I'm wrong. If we're not talking about potential, Luca does not deserve to be on this list. If we're yeah, not yeah, talking about potential, four years, four years. Wow, how are you? Like, no, come on. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's tough, too. It's it's super tough because, again, looking at what this guy's played four years, three of those years, he selected NBA first team three times, right? So one of those years, he didn't make the playoffs in his rookie year. Two of those years, <laughs> he was lost in the first round. And then this just this last year, he made the conference finals. Mm-hmm. 
But again, at the same time, too, it's like Luca's been doing a lot of this shit by him fucking self. That's true. Like the numbers he's putting up, like he is carrying this Mavericks team. That's so that's Harden. So did Harden mm-hmm. for majority of his time in Houston. He mm-hmm. again, there's numbers that he was putting up. This guy had a fifty point game against every team when he was playing on Houston. That's but, that, but then again, that's look at the basketball reason. James Harden's playing. He was still exploiting the foul shit. Like this guy was shooting more free throws than other teams, bro. But can you no. harm him for that? That's not his fault. As far as the yeah, game. he's exploiting like a rule, but then it's like you're exploiting a rule so much to the point like they need to change it. And then now that that's been changed, everyone was like, "Well, look at Harden. He needs to adjust. He needs to. Blah, blah. He's not the same Harden." Blah blah blah. And you see his performance since that. Like he, when was the last time he dropped a forty point game? Or put up numbers like he's putting up in Houston. When was the last time he did that? Probably since last year in Brooklyn. Probably in Houston. <laughs> no, I don't even know if he no. got forty in Brooklyn, but right. Yeah. So, Let's not do that. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, like that. That's, I don't know. That's, that's just me. That's, that's a whole separate issue with that I have with James Harden. And I'm not saying James Harden's not a good player. James Harden, phenomenal player. I would still oh, take I James love Harden. Got into this argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw thing again. <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, like I, I don't know, but like you, like C said, potential is such a hard thing to think because yeah, again, like we could see Luca could be great like year five, and then well, I don't know what happens for the rest of his career. Who knows? Oh, he could he could win you an MVP know. next year, and then the year after yeah. that, and the year after that. But he could also, I would never wish this upon anybody. He could also get injured. You know, you you never know. Like so, you can't be like creating your list. And I know it says of the last fifty years, but. Okay, you're taking four a four year sample for a kid, and you're putting him yeah. at twenty. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. If it's off the last fifty years, that doesn't mean. Oh, what if he's going to be a five time MVP in ten years? Like, no, that exactly. you said that right there. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I feel like we got to do another list of twenty five under twenty five list. I was just about to say this is the last right? week of actual NBA, you know, games, NBA content. Oh, so we can do it at all season. I'm gonna yeah, put Luca so at number season, one just to cheese out. Off season, we'll do. You know, we'll we'll bring back some more draft. We'll we'll recycle some of that content. And you know what? Maybe we'll even sit down. I was watching. It was an old episode of the Through the Wire podcast, and they did their top fifty. And what they did was they each created a top fifty. They got together, and then based on who was where, they averaged it out. So, for example, if uh, Chris, you had Carmelo at thirty. Uh, Siavash, you didn't have Carmelo on the list at all, and I had him at 40. Well, he would probably land at 40. You know what I mean? Like, we, you average out whatever. Mm-hmm. So that could be something interesting to do, and we'll we'll put we'll put Nick right in his place for, you know, putting out some blasphemous <laughs> fucking takes. It's another thing I was just going to say. It's insane that Paul Pierce is a top 12 player in this. I just can't <laughs> understand how we hey, get man, if he didn't get Hey, man, if he didn't get a leg cramp... They would have won. No. Him just him, his his IG live performance in general should make him a top. Oh yeah, player top two. Oh, it's not two. Um, speaking of Paul Pierce, speaking of blasphemous takes, um, there is, and I'm hoping that Chris, you maybe you found it, or or at least you can remember some of them off the top of your head. There was some uh, trade rumors or potential trades that could happen. Um, this offseason with some some big name guys making moves uh, and while you look it up I will just mm-hmm. announce obviously by the time again this comes out on Wednesday it'll already be news but uh, 
we can talk about it while Chris finds an article or the article, but Oklahoma City uh, traded their 30th overall pick, and I believe a second or two seconds to the Denver Nuggets for Jamichael Green and a 2027 Denver Nuggets first round pick. Now the first round pick was added to kind of get rid of that um, salary cap for um, Denver, but there are rumors, as I was saying, that uh, OKC might be trying to gather some assets uh, to make a push for DeAndre Ayton. It's also funny that they now need to trade some of their draft picks, as we were talking about before, because too many draft picks, too many young rookies, means not enough playing time for those young rookies. Mm-hmm. So, Steve Ash, just off the top, do you think, uh, first of all, do you think the Thunder going for DeAndre Ayton, do you think that's a smart move, or does that fit their timeline? They, you know, they got Shea, they got Giddy, they got Dort. They're going to have this uh, top two pick. Uh, it really depends on, again, with the draft, our projections are Chet Holmes is probably going to go number one. He should, right? yeah. That's, again, with Magic's and the Orlando Magic's needs in this situation, I would project that. Now, if you go past number one, you got two power forwards as your other options there. So once you go ahead with that, again, Paolo, in my opinion, will be the best option for OKC. And they can go for DeAndre. But all of this depends on their timeline with SGA. Shea Gilchrist Alexander, you want him to keep him for as long as possible. Or you're going to have to move on from him if he doesn't match your timeline. Of course, you can keep him and see where you can land with him. But if you're going to keep tanking, you can't keep this guy who is trying to be a competitive player at the age of, I believe, 24, already into his max, rookie max contract. So all of this, in my opinion, depends on that. If they do now, if by any time Chet drops to number two, maybe they don't go for that. Maybe they don't go for the old DeAndre Aiden stuff. But there is a fair chance with the roster that they have, with the amount of picks that they have, they're going to start trying to compete now. And that's not far-fetched. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr. is the favorite to go first overall. I just personally think um, that Chet will go first overall based on the relationship he has with Jalen Suggs, who was drafted there last year. They played together in high school. They actually both went to Gonzaga. They didn't play together in Gonzaga. but um, And I just think that it's a good match for, um, for Orlando. Yes, they do have centers there, but that is just more trade assets to move. Um, I also think Paolo is a great option for OKC. I think he's a guy that will and can be a future superstar on an NBA team. Um, kind of like a Blake Griffin, but a better shooter and less athletic. But um, let's go on to the trades. Chris, I know that you had mentioned there was some about either Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, a lot of big name guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but hit us with the first one. What do you got? Well, I, couldn't, I down. couldn't find the exact article. Um, okay. This one I found kind of mentioned like a, a couple of them. Um, one of them that I was like a little surprised involved like the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets. And that was trading Rudy Gobert for Ben Simmons. Just a straight swap. Um, man, I don't know, bro. I don't, I, I don't know how I see that happening. I feel like... Brooklyn's already given up, like, so much for Ben Simmons. Yeah, I I personally don't think Ben Simmons is going to play for the Brooklyn Nets, but I did hear, recently, I did hear another team that Ben Simmons might go to, and it's one of our three teams. But, Steve Ash, I'll let you speak first. 
I was just gonna say I like to play the game of who says no in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time. I believe both of them would say no. It's like a weird trade where, yeah, if you're the Jazz doing it, you're moving on from a guy who is a three-time defensive player into a guy who is almost defensive player. But at the same time, you're going younger. You're giving them more, less salary. Nets, I don't see the benefit in it. It's a weird trade, man. It's definitely one mm-hmm. that. I can see both of them just saying no, but at the same time, I can see it going through with some of the different pieces in there. Mm-hmm. Now, I mentioned another team, one of our teams being mentioned in... He was meant, The team was mentioned prior when all the Ben speculation was going around, but recently there's been a lot of smoke about um, Mr. OG Ananobi um, not being the happiest in the system, not getting enough playing time, again... There's a lot of the same position, the same style of players on that team. Um, so there's been talk about maybe an OG for Ben swap. I don't know. There's probably other little pieces in there as well. Um, but uh, Chris, would you entertain a Ben Simmons for OG swap? Why or why not? Probably less scarves. He's not yeah. going to wear as many scarves. I know. Yeah. The, scar- the scarf-, scarf culture in Toronto would be hurting. Sure. We already lost Serge, and then to lose OG, mm-mm. that's a double loss mm-hmm. right there. Double loss right there. Um, honestly, man, like I don't, I don't know how Ben would fit into like the Raptor system. I mean, yes, uh, Ben's uh, defensive abilities would be a great asset to the Raptors, where sometimes like we are lagging when it comes to guarding certain positions either just because we don't have that body size or whatever. But to give up, like, a key player like OG for that, I, I just don't think Ben would be happy in Toronto either. So it, well, He's not happy be, anywhere. So Yeah, I just think we'd give up OG to have Ben for a season for Ben to be like, I don't want to be here. I think, he he, wants to be in, I think he wants to be in California, really. Honestly. Yeah, so, but, to, like, piggybacking on that, rights. though, I did see like another potential trade where they're talking about OG and a 2024 first round uh, pick to San Antonio. LeBron James. Yeah. Jante Murray. LeBron James. Jante Murray? What? Yeah. That's, uh, that's another one that I saw. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. And here's why. You look I at think the I know what you're for say. the Raptors. Okay. What am I going to say? Ahead. Never mind. I thought you were going to talk about your boy, Zach Levine, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm always going to talk about my boy. No, I was just going to say the rap, the roster that Raptors have to go from a small forward who is proven to be a great defensive player who can shoot the ball to a defensive guard who has played the one, but at the same time can't be played at the two. It is fascinating. Because you got the spots to be able to do that. You got the guys to be able to play at the three and the four. I At the same time, if I'm San Antonio, I'm saying no to that. And the main reason behind yeah. that is you got a guard who is in there for some time, who is going to mm-hmm. be the leader on that team. And they got who's some got new gang, guys. Who's got gang ties. So. Right. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. I did not say that. So. Who was gang ties? DeJounte. Oh, oh, I thought you said OG. No. I was like, oh, dude, what's this they don't have gang. They don't have gangs out in the UK. The Scarf Gang? 
They got yeah. gangs out in the UK. Definitely got gangs out there. Hundred percent. Let's not disrespect anybody's set. All of us gonna say is they got a leader in DeJounte Murray. They got up and coming guys like Kelvin Johnson. I think Jacob Holter. I think he's decent. Yeah, so total. I think with all that, you're not gonna go to a guy like OG and then lose that guy and try to find another card for yourself. Yeah, I'm a. You guys know I'm a big Dejounte Murray fan. He's actually probably one of my favorite young players in the league. And the reason why I mentioned that I thought you were gonna talk about Zach Levine is there's been rumors that if Zach Levine does go somewhere, there's been talks about the Lakers. There's been talks recently about Portland, and there's been talks about the San Antonio Spurs because him and Dejounte are good friends. And I thought. The only way that, again, even even if they didn't get him, oh, he's taking his headset off. Even if they didn't get him, um, he does? I would, oh. <laughs> I would, even if they didn't get him, I wouldn't think that they would trade Dejounte, um, just because he, like Sivash said, he he is such an important piece to that young core. But okay, so let's you know, let's talk about it. Let's get it out in the open. I don't know if you've got a trade on that on that website there, Chris, but. There actually is Sivash, what is what's going on with Zach Levine? Is he gonna stay? Is he gonna move? Like what what's going on? Just tell me he's not gonna be in purple and gold. That's all I care about. Chris, what is the trade that you see on that website? Oh, ours it doesn't even they don't even talk about thing. It just involves uh Vucevic going to Dallas for Dwight Powell and Reggie Bullock and a future first round. Oh, your guy, Dwight Powell. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, fuck that website. <laughs> yeah, expose them. What's, what's the website? Hey, it's Bleacher Report, do dog. Fuck Bleacher Report, man. Why would we do that? <laughs> no, fuck Bleacher Report. Whoever wrote that, bro, why would we do that? Like, why would we give up our center for a guy who's worse at defending the pain, who's done, doing half the things that our center does for that guy? Plus a shooter who was on a minimum contract. Of course, I don't think he's on. They have to sign and trade him. Mm -hmm. And then a future first for a team with Luke on it. That is the most worthless trade I've heard all fucking week. Hey, no man. No way. He's one of the greatest catch catchers of passes in the NBA. He never drops a pass. So that could I be do not beneficial. Care. <laughs> My guy, Zach Levine, though, I don't know, brother. Listen, uh, the... I feel like if we lose Zach Levine, the front office has fumbled the back here. They tried to lowball him. They tried not to get him the uh, the back, the maximum contract. When he played his ass off, of course he's asking for it, and they finally came around. By but that time, they're playing hardball now. So I don't know what's gonna happen. I think they're. I think his heart is in Chicago, but he's still gonna listen to some offers. He's gonna see. Sure, what he can as find. you should. Yeah, as, he, as should. he should. And listen, if we don't get him back, I'm ready to sell my stock on my team again. Anybody who wants to buy, please reach out to me. The Chicago <laughs> Bulls, I want to burn it down. Fuck this team. Fuck that front office. I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> look at the look at the polar opposites, right? Like, what was it? Six months ago, he's like, "Bro, we're first seed. We're winning the fucking title." Bang, 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 bang. That's like, yo, fuck this. Let's burn Chicago to the ground. Like. Listen, I've Damn. I've believed that you're a, a closet uh, Miami Heat fan. I think you should just Pause. make the switch. You should just make the switch. Yeah, I should just make the switch, brother. I'm a Jimmy fan, but That's true. listen, I'm not really going to root for another team out here but my Chicago Bulls. Um, outside of that, if the Bulls lose out on Zach Levine and move on to the future with Kobe White, hmm. That's your Reggie Bullock, 
DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, and Vucevic. Listen, man, I might not watch the NBA anymore. I might have to leave the podcast. Oh, no. But you talk about Patrick Williams. That's interesting. Let's stay with the Chicago Bulls. There's another guy. I mean, I know you don't really... You don't like Vooch, or you're not the biggest fan of Vooch. You also don't really like the French community. But I know you've been sort of a fan of Rudy Gobert. I'm seeing a trade, and it involves your guy, and I know you're going to flag this down immediately, but it's Pat Will, Vooch, and Javante Green for Rudy Gobert. Now, I know it'd be tough to give up Javante Green in that in that trade, but what do you Yeah, know? I was going to say, I never, I didn't hear about that one. I heard about the one with the Vooch and Patrick Williams, but I didn't hear about... Javante We're not Green. giving up Green! We're not no, giving no, up no. Green! That was, that's, you know, I was going to entertain it until you said that. Yeah, yeah. Now, listen, I do want Gobert. At the same time, I think Vooch brings a lot to the court. His shooting allows for a lot of spacing there. If we lose out on him, I do not want to lose out on Patrick Williams. And what's going to happen when Gobert leaves the floor? It's mm-hmm. entertaining. Yeah, it's At the same time, I would rather be able to bring some bigs and keep Vooch so we have more options when it comes to our offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Chris, you got another one over there? There was another one. Okay, who do you think says no in this situation between the New Orleans Pelicans and the Charlotte Hornets? So the trade would include Zion, Devontae Graham, Jackson Hayes to Charlotte for Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington, and 2020 first-round pick and two New future first-round no. picks. I think they say no? New Orleans says no. 100%. Okay, okay. Yeah, I would say the same here because you're giving up, again, potential, potential, but you're giving up a guy who was the number one pick. You've invested mm-hmm. in him for years. You've got him chefs to make him gumbo and all these different New Orleans <laughs> chefs foods. To make him, the, the food was too good. Food <laughs> to be honest, I, I, I zoned out once you started talking about... Once you... I was like, okay. Thanks, man. Is, I appreciate is Lamelo, it. No, no. I was like, when he was talking, I was like, is LaMelo coming back? <laughs> Once you said Miles Bridges, I was like, okay, this is... If, no, there's no way. No, there's okay, no way. Okay, okay, okay. And I think uh, wrote... Miles Bridges' trade value has gone down since, since he started having some uh, syrup in his cup and just talking about... Posting lean on his Instagram story. Wild, bro. Wild. I mean, there's one thing to, you know, be a retired NBA player and have girls in the background you know doing dances and stuff it's another thing to be john morant you know drinking on live and stuff but it's a completely other thing to be posting something illegal on your yeah, story and thinking it's like a normal casual thing like bro so what and he could eliminate of course he did of course he did yeah then why are you implying like why are you making the implication that it's lean <laughs> like come on the double cop like come on bro we know what you're trying to say yeah. exactly Ugh. he's an and it's funny because drake has a lyric that uh you know rappers want to be nba players and nba players want to be rappers and it's like miles bridges is both but it's like brother you don't need to do all the other stuff on the side like i know he's not a rapper, what are we calling he, a rapper? Yeah, he's a ball. He's a baller that raps, but I don't know. I just think maybe someone take his phone away for the off season. But he might be <laughs> going to Michigan, so you never know. He might be going to Detroit. We can throw it down in Detroit. All right. There's some wild trades here too. Just like I think, yeah, I think the last places. one. You want to find us a final offer? 
Final offer. Mm, the most know. intriguing one in there for you. I'm Maybe looking. Maybe the most blockbuster. Tell us that you have a trade for Damian Lillard to the Washington Wizards for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> the only one... I wish I remember, like, who else it involved because I know it involved, like, two other players. One of them not being Jamal Murray, but there was a potential trade I saw with... Um, Lillard going to the Denver Nuggets to play alongside Jokic and they would be giving up like MPJ um fuck and I think another like couple guards too but what was striking to me is that Murray wasn't involved in that trade so it left me confused being like well what is Murray's role now if you're going to be playing alongside Damian Lillard not even that I just don't see a way that Portland gives up Lillard without getting Jamal Murray back like I would yeah. be pushing for Jamal Murray before I'm pushing for MPJ yeah exactly and that's the thing that's why I was so confused about this trade and why I wish I'm gonna start just screenshotting stuff as soon as I see something interesting I think I'll screenshot into a folder be brought up later there's because... also an app that I use called pocket and you can just save articles okay because yeah usually sure. that's what I do I just leave, normally just leave either the tab open or if it's on Instagram or on somewhere else just like it so I can go yeah. back and I can just review my likes, but mm -hmm. I think at the start of the year I did bring up a similar trade. It was I think for MPJ and Murray for Dave Lillard, and this was before all these moves that the Trailblazers made to be able mm -hmm. to rebuild around Lillard in a quick minute. As we can look at it now, of course, back then I thought that was a fascinating trade. Pairing Lillard with Jokic would be incredible. Yada yada yada. I think as we look at it now. I don't know what the fuck Lillard is doing, bro. Mm -hmm. Listen, we have talked about, hey, man, don't be loyal to your fault. Like, listen, you got to get out of there. Don't be doing too much. I try to think of, like, an analogy of somebody who's stuck around too long. I forgot what I was going to bring up. but That's like Will Smith with Jada Smith. He's stuck around too man. long now. He's getting abused. Or it's, or it's like fucking every person yeah, wants to be. Everybody about? wants to be Kobe. Everybody wants to stay now with, like, the same franchise. I'm like, look what I've done for this franchise. But not everybody's going to be coping. Not everybody's going to have those impacts with their organization. And all you did was ended up wasting, not wasting, like, your time as an NBA player, but wasting your potential to win championships, to win other accolades with other teams because you wanted to stay too loyal. Like, Dame. It's like you're either going to be a Kobe or you're going to be a Dame now. And that's the thing. Championships still matter. We can't yeah. just discount it. Mm -hmm. They do, but maybe, I don't know, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he's just like, he appreciates and respects loyalty over winning a championship. Yeah. And maybe he's like, you know, similar to Giannis. Of course, it's worked out for Giannis, but he's like, I'm going to win or I'm going to lose with Milwaukee, right? Mm -hmm. I think we talked about him briefly. Rudy Gobert is that type of guy as well. You know, they, Utah took a chance on him, drafting him when not a lot of other teams saw potential in him. I think that's why I've talked about Donovan Mitchell being the more um the smarter decision to trade because donovan will leave you i don't think mm -hmm. i don't think rudy will leave you um again yes damon lillard definitely has the skill set has the ability to lead a team um to be a championship contender to at least even go to the nba finals um but some guys just they value loyalty and honor and respect like john mm -hmm. cena over anything else but john cena i don't know 
Just like John Cena, you can't see me, you can't see Dame in the finals as long as he stays with Portland. Oh my god. Alright. I think yeah. that's enough for today. <laughs> but but that is all. We'll definitely uh you know, this is the like I mentioned before, this is the last episode before the end of the NBA playoffs. If it goes to a game seven, it will be on Saturday the eighteenth. So we'll see. We might have a new champion in the middle of the week. We might have a new champion by the time we record next week. Um, but right. when it comes, yeah, well, no, it's game five. <laughs> but um, we'll definitely be talking about more <laughs> trades. We'll break down more trades. We'll try to find a better article than that brutal writer that works for Bleacher <laughs> Report that was just tossing out like yeah, this... lava bombs. But um, we'll catch you in the next one. Keep it easy. Peace.